Hi, welcome to the Still Loading Podcast. Uh, we have our friends Kelis. Hello. We have Jake. Yo. And we have Jared, formerly known as Jerry. Hello there. Actually, what do you like better? Does it not matter? Does it? I don't care. You guys have never cared. <laughs> yeah, you guys true. just assign names, and I'm like, I don't really care that much, to be honest. Oh, that's good. All of a sudden, we ask him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, after I... years of friendship, turmoil, and <laughs> Gerald friend, and yeah. Jerry, and... Yeah, self identity issues. I like Gerald personally. I, that, yeah, I don't really care for that one too much, but it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. But I'll I'll stick with Jerry or Jared. It just feels weird to say, hey, what's up, Jared? It's because you put a lot of emphasis on the duh. Yeah, you did. What's up, Jared? Hey, Jared. What's going on, Jared? It's like when oh, you say no. Jeremy. I feel like sometimes when I say Jared, like it could sound like Jerry just because. Yeah, hey, Jared. I feel like Jerry's Jerry. is kind of what I've grown accustomed to. Also, it's easier when I give to the baristas at Starbucks whenever mm-hmm. I go seldomly because they don't, they always get that right when they spell it. Jerry. They never get my real name right. I feel that. I, I like know. It. I just give them a whole new name. People be oh, spelling yeah. my name like Dillion, bro. Dillion. Well, that's like the, uh, I feel like that's the very, I don't, you know what? I, I don't really have a good way of saying <laughs> it. I don't know. Great explanation for Dillion. I've seen it that way multiple times though. Dillion? No, not Dillion. That sounds stupid. It's Dill, D-I-L-L-O-N. Dillion. Yeah, but he's saying no, they put that, an I-O-N. They'll, oh, I'll real? go to a Starbucks or wherever it may be, or they ask me, what's my name for your order? And then I get the receipt back or something. It's like D-Y-L-L-I-O-N. <laughs> Dillion. That's called public schools. <laughs> I think they do it on purpose. Why? Like for fun. Why not? That is kind they, of funny. You know what I mean? It's like That was something you would do. I feel like you're like, oh, this one was really going to mess them like, up what's today. It, what's it going to like harm me to mess up your name? and be funny that's true i could mess people's days up though they're like and then i think on the flip side other people get it and they'll say like a false name oh you know they'll say frankenstein yeah yeah i'll say jerry some somebody's at the store that destiny works at she works at starbucks um they always pick like an avenger name that's kind of fun for whatever reason that makes me mad (laughs) you don't even work there i would be mad or somebody's like oh yeah so well, it's all right. What's your name for the order? Big Daddy. It's like. <laughs> well, she has to call it out. So it is a little. Like oh, Frappuccino yeah. for Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's like a. a that's kind you got to pick a more like um, a conspicuous one like Scott Lang. Because then only the like. Oh, yeah. The OGs. The good old oh, Ant-Man. The, the nerds on the other. They're like, oh, really yeah. cool, buddy. I love Ant-Man. That was pretty funny. It's okay. I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is a great person. He doesn't age. Who would have thought, huh? Not me. Not me. Not me. But let's talk about today's topic is the (laughs) idea is, is it really worth it? And so the first things first is I think when people think of Christ, they think first, why should I follow Christ? Is there some benefit to it all? And so what is your guys' kind of answer to that? Or what uh, are your thoughts on that? Go ahead, Jerry. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, there's an obvious answer, but it just depends on kind of getting there. It's like eternal life, living forever and being able to rejoice with the Lord, you know, be able to be, go to heaven, eternal paradise. That's the obvious one. In my mind, I just smiled. I thought of devil's advocates where I'm like, no, it's not worth it. I mean, there's so many, there's so many extra rules and things you're not allowed to do. You can't, <laughs> you can't do all this stuff that everybody like mainstream media and all your friends think is the the cool or the right thing to do so if you're looking at it from that perspective no don't do it because it's it's not going to be fun for you however the right answer is yes it's 100 percent worth it and um, you're going to live life more righteously and i don't know i don't know i i think i've been i've been a christian since i guess the first thing i can remember it's like i've been a christian my whole life and i could say that like with extreme confidence. I don't think, I don't remember a time where I wasn't like saying something about the Bible as a kid, but no, I don't know. There's, there's tons, I think of benefits from uh, other than the obvious. Mm-hmm. I feel like, again, I kind of like, even like this was this, this, I was in the same predicament last week where I kind of struggled with the question because you have like one hand where you're like, okay, here are the benefits, you know, then you have the other hand. That's like, uh, a, they, you might not, this might not be for you. Like you might not experience it the way I'm experiencing. But also it's like, if I can 
sell you, Dylan. You don't know Jesus, right? And I can sell you like a car insurance. Like, here's what you're going to get by following Christ. You're going to get this, 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 and this. Well, as soon as anything else comes that seems a bit more fun or easy or more attainable, they can be sold on that too. Mm. So I think when we talk about this, it is important to be transparent with like the truth of the gospel and the truth of following Christ as opposed to being like, here's what you can get. Because if you don't get what we are going to say you can get, then they're like, I'm out. And we've seen that happen a lot. We've seen people come in through church and, and be gone because they didn't get it wasn't helpful to them. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't beneficial in the way they think it was supposed to be. Does that make sense? Like in the way that someone yeah. sold it. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's very true. Yeah. And it's definitely not something that, I mean, I guess in, in everything in life, when you start something new, there is an emotional high to everything. That's just who we are as human beings. When you start a new relationship, um, when you find something maybe that you've had a long time ago and you found it again, you're like, oh, I can't wait to use this now. Mm-hmm. There's that attachment like that. And with when in faith, uh, you've seen people come to Christ in moments where they're at the end of their rope and then there's just this emotional and spiritual high. Mm-hmm. But we tend to put work into the emotional part of things rather than the spiritual. So then I think we turn faith into this emotional thing that as we've talked about plenty of times before is emotions are up and down. And so therefore when you're up, like your faith is up and when you're down, your faith is down. So I agree with you that, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's not necessarily this, look at all these good things that will happen and nothing bad will ever happen. But there's, there's honest truths. Like Jared talked about, it's eternal life. And so that in and of itself gives you a completely different perspective of anything that's going on in front of you. Because when you wholeheartedly believe and put your faith into things that are outside of this world or outside of your circumstance, um, it's a new perspective to where now it's like at the, just the best example I could think of is say you have two 60 hour weeks ahead of you at work, but you know, at the end of those two, two weeks, you're going on vacation. And there's a kind of like a different perspective mm. of those two 60 hour weeks where if it was just this never ending, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know where you're going. Um, 60 hour work weeks for the rest of your life. That sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah. But because of that vacation, because of that kind of thing at the end of it, you know what's coming and you know you could put your faith and you could put your hope and you could put your excitement kind of as something that's outside of this, which causes those 60-hour work weeks, which is life in this example, to be a bit lighter and to be a bit more, oh, you know what? Even though it might suck right now or even though things are kind of crashing down, I know at the end of this there's something better. And even Paul said, he's, I've ran the race, I've done it, and I'm ready to receive uh, mm-hmm. the glory of God, you know? Yeah. And does anybody else have anything to say? Because I'll keep talking. I I have. It, it's a weird thing to think about. Even the question itself, it's like, is it worth it? Because it's like following Jesus. It, it, I'm sitting here like kind of struggling with it because it's like following Jesus. You're you're doing it, yeah, because you get eternal life. But it's like it's you don't choose it because you want to get something out of it. You choose it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, you know, because like, even like kind of you're uh, explaining it, you know, the whole work week theory. Um it, you're going to go into something and you're knowing it's harder and it's more difficult and it might bring about, bring about a little bit more pain in your life, but it's the right thing to do at the end of the day. Mm. It's, it's the thing that's going to be the best for you as a human being. And, you know, generally speaking, it's the best for all of humanity. Um, but it, it's such a weird thing to kind of think about, like, is following God worth it? It's almost like putting a, you know, like, oh, well, what what am I what am I getting out of it? What am I mm-hmm. getting out of following Jesus? It's like mm-hmm. it's so crazy. I never really kind of uh, thought of it that way. I've always mm-hmm. done it because like you know, it, it's the right thing to do. It, it he is the Son of God, and whether you subscribe to that theory or not, if you're listening and you're not quite there yet, you know, it's it's just something fascinating to kind of ponder. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, and the thing. It just goes back to the intentions <laughs> of the heart. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're getting in it for what I can get out of it, then you're there for the wrong reasons. But because I'm here, I'm a Christ follower. 
um, I'm going to celebrate the fact that, hey, I get to live a life eternal with God. I'm not going to be like, right. I'm not going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about it because I think it's amazing and I'm living in this. So I'm going to share that. I, It's good news. <laughs> Why mm. would I not want to share this with people, right? Or even live in a life that's like, that's something that God's done for me. I'm going to rejoice in that. It's not ever, um, I'm getting this. It's God did this for me, mm. you know? And I think that's a mentality that I kind of carry around with that. Absolutely. And I think people that if they do go into it with the mentality like, oh, I'm getting something good out of it, they're going to fall off pretty quick. Oh, yeah. It's not going to weather the storm. They probably won't experience that like whole emotional high. They're going to go and they're going to be like doing church and they're going to have to serve. And they're like, you know what? I've been doing this for like six months and it really <laughs> sucks, dude. Like I'm not getting anything out of it. So I'll probably just quit. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what are we? What are, no. Are you talking about? Because I think it's also important to remember for going back to the let's talk benefits then, just for the sake lack of a better term. It's like you're bringing up the rules and like, oh, well, now you can't do this, you can't do this, right? And I think what Christianity says, what Jesus says, is like you no longer have to do these things. Where whether you realize it or I realize it or not, pretty much everything we do is just us dealing with ourselves, right? If we can't stop drinking, we're basically just trying to deal with ourselves and deal with something subliminally. If we have addictions, if it's, um, you know, whatever, sexual addict, whatever it is, it's like, it's mostly just us dealing with ourselves. And what Jesus is offering is saying, hey, it's not a don't do this because I said so. It's a you don't have to do this anymore and you don't have to go down these roads. In fact, there's a better road for you to find what you're looking for. Um, to me, that's the benefit. Now, that's, again, a long road of mm -hmm. it's not a you want to subscribe, you're going to get the shirt and the hoodie and the it's like it's not a, it's not a package. It's like I'm <laughs> Dang, offering you, you get all the drops. Every yeah, month? you get the drops. It's <laughs> like, you're like, no, I'm just actually opening a gate where you can start walking on a road that is it's going to be better for you long in the long haul. 100 percent, you know, mm -hmm. so I think it's just kind of looking at it a different way instead of you can't do this anymore. It's like, OK, I no longer have to do these things and I have another option, whereas most of the world doesn't have another option. They're finding any possible way to figure out how to deal with themselves. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. And I think just to add on to some of this is some practical things that I have down is I like, um, as I follow Christ, I'm able to have a moral guide to my life. I think a lot of um, questions and thoughts and time is kind of spent searching for that, right? I've chosen to put my faith in, in God and my faith in the Bible. So it's nice to have something to fall back on. And I don't say that in regards to, oh, just when I need it. I say it in regards to, I don't know the answer. Let me look back on this. Let me think on this. Let me meditate on this and search for the answer in what we've been given. You know, so I, I think faith is and following Christ is just great for that. Just in and of itself. And then, um, like Jerry said, the eternal life, uh, and there's just a hope in everything. Like the Christian foundation is built on Jesus Christ that he died and rose again. That's what we believe. And I don't, I've come, I'm coming to a place where a lot of people think that's crazy, but I don't think that's crazy. There's religions everywhere that believe some pretty wild things. And I'm not going to get into like a, my religion is better than your religion type of thing. But why is it so crazy that we believe a single God man came down and died and rose from the grave? It's really not that crazy to think about in, in comparison, in comparison to all the other things that we believe. You know, we we're people who are terrified, terrified of turning off the light before you leave a room because something's all of a sudden going to grow. And, it's, and <laughs> we believe that's going to happen. Something's going to pop out of me that's as soon as point. I turn this light off. That's but, but God forbid you believe in something bigger than yourself and you believe in a hope that's bigger than yourself and, and believe in the Christ who died and rose again. I think for me, the hang up has always been if I, or the, the part where I can see people getting stuck on is, um, and this might be a little tangential, but going back to your saying about religions is the, um, the idea of God's existence in general, because for me, when I look at it, it's like, okay, if God 
is real, which we believe him to be. And he is everything that he says he is. Um, um, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresence, all of that. Then nothing in the Bible is crazy at all because he's God and he literally can do whatever he wants. <laughs> like the idea of of Jesus coming down and, and like you said, you know, dying on the cross and rising again. It's like, well, God is all God can do literally whatever he wants. God is mm. all powerful. That that I think isn't the the part for me where I could see it makes sense to me, I guess. Mm. And that's and that's where the Bible makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um it's this the um whenever it's the rest of it's got like you were saying we're always searching for the for the answers for the unknown and then it's this whole idea of okay what does god exist in the first place Mm -hmm. um and i think if you can get past that then everything else is a lot easier to believe Explain, At least for me, explain that last part again um if you can get if you can get on board with the fact that god does exist Mm -hmm. i think the bible is it's it makes sense to follow what the bible says and believe that it is true i get what you're saying i get what you're saying and i believe that yeah 100 percent. once you kind of take that step and i guess kind of have an open mind towards things and really yeah. walk forward in that well and what jared was saying earlier it just kind of sparked this idea in my head because um when you were saying that you grew up like in a Christian, that's all you've known. It was the right thing to do. It made me wonder, and again, sorry if this is tangential to (laughs) (laughs) kind of the topic, but it made me wonder about kids or people who grow up in other places of the world where Mm -hmm. Christianity isn't the most popular religion or Mm -hmm. the religion that they grew up in in their own homes, Mm -hmm. even here in America, of course. But if you're in somewhere like the Middle East, for example, where... Muslim is the only thing that you know is that the what how you're kind of saying you it's the right thing to you mm-hmm. so then how how do we make Christianity worth it to people who have grown up in a completely different um mm-hmm. religion upbringing belief system because in their minds anyway and us too in like our minds what we believe is true in their minds you know this is all they've known what they believe is true i don't know it just that kind of was no that's like making me think no that's just a that's a whole different conversation like monster in itself (laughs) is like why is the god of the bible the god as opposed to the god of the quran or yeah but it's i I think it's like you say okay like somebody let's take islam for example because that seems to be the contrasting nowadays in our culture right and you think about somebody who's like, okay, this person lives completely different than I do, thinks completely different than I do. Well, realistically, it's that's no different than like an atheist or like oh for sure anybody who just doesn't. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but the question still stands, right? It's like, well, how do I still? How do I make it appealing to you? I don't know. Maybe I'm just processing that because that it's interesting to think about. Where it's like you think people are so far away from the way you think, and you're like, oh wait people are very far away from the way I think, you know, Mm -hmm. and we get very easily be like surrounded by Christians. And it's like, there's a lot of people that don't think any similar at all whatsoever to me. Mm -hmm. I guess like the simple way I thought of is because that's how you process it. My process was, well, we have to do what we do with everybody else. And we have to tell them the good news. Like we have to speak it to them. Right. And I think it's also like, it's also so much that we can't, if I'm like, hey, you know what? I have a buddy, Jake, at work, and I want to talk to him about Jesus. I'm like, how do I get him to believe in Jesus? Like, I need him to believe in Jesus. It's going to be one of those things, like like you said, with everybody else, you plant the seed, but everything else kind of goes into it. You know, it, how much time you spend with this person, you know, who sure. you are as a person. And then also, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, just got to throw that one in there. The Holy Spirit <laughs> kind of sneaks in there and does, <laughs> does whatever he wants. But it's like, that's what it comes down to. That's the only thing I think of is... It's like when you, it's like you're trying to read, you can't reason with them. Like, well, they're both Abrahamic religions. And then you, it's like your rationale is not going to kind of work to get there. It's got to be That's exactly what I was trying to Mm -hmm. say in the beginning. Cause your question was still like, how do I appeal to that person who thinks differently? I think it's going back to the same thing I was saying earlier of like, uh, dude, I lost my train of thought. It's gone. What are you talking about? (laughs) When you were, um, please more of the benefits or like what can you get oh yes it's like 
I still don't want to sell somebody on I it. Get what you know what I mean? Yeah. I still don't want to be a used car salesman and be like, yeah, follow me, do it, do it, come on. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like you're trying to push products, but you're not. Yeah. So I think you're yeah. saying great points. Like it's always planting a seed and also believing that God also does his thing. But I don't even know if that's on topic anymore. But Well, yeah. and it's interesting. Um, I was talking to some family friends um, the other day and just about having like productive conversations with people who you disagree with on things or who might have different beliefs in you in anything and not just religion. Um, and they brought up an interesting point that it's like, well, the, and I think they heard it from someone else. This is, but what they said was the way you get common or the way you get people to really engage in, in what you're saying and to have a really um, provoking conversation and to not have people just like shut you off immediately is they said, find the lowest common denominator. Mm-hmm. Like what's the base thing that you can agree on um, and anything you're talking about. So if it's something with different religions, it's like, okay, at the very baseline, we both believe there's something greater than ourselves. Let's have a dialect about it. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that and have a discussion on, okay, you know, um, what do you believe? And I think it's really interesting and important to listen to other people and you know what their beliefs are not only because i think it's important that we just form those relationships like you guys were saying but also to you know there there could be more in common in line with beliefs that you could then form okay your baseline has just jumped a little bit like you believe it's like okay we're on the same page about this Mm -hmm. and then have that conversation of here's why i believe what i believe you know what i mean i think it's you have more, um, like I said, productive conversations that way when, you know, you can find at least something that you both have in common mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than focusing on what you're disagreeing about. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you'll just waste your, t- you'll waste yeah. three hours. <laughs> Here's why I disagree with you for three hours. Here's why you're wrong about yeah, everything. And I'll tell that you, you why you're in. wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're six hours in both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very good. I like that. <laughs> No, but I think this idea, because I hear what you're saying, Jake, about selling people and stuff, and I don't Mm -hmm. think it's necessarily selling. It's kind of just more reasoning with people, because I think um, in Acts, it talks about how Paul went in and um, reasoned with the people with the scriptures. And I think um, there's nothing wrong with reasoning with people and being like, here's why, you know, here's why this is important. Yes, and I agree. And I think the best way to prove what the benefits might be, quote unquote, are to talk about like our, your own experience, right? It's mm-hmm. like, well, here's what it, it's done for me. And here's why I believe it. Because that's one thing that no one can really argue or say you're wrong, right? Is your own experiences. And I think that's really important because people, you know, want to see like an example of like, okay, well, why do you, that boils back to the question of like, well, here's why I follow yeah. Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like, yeah, I think um, you come to a place where, I mean, I think we're all at that place where the testimony and whatnot is cool for sure. Here's why in your life. But I mean, as you grow more and more, you have kind of more and well, here's how, how scripture lines up with history. Here's how scripture mm-hmm. lines up with uh science whatever it may be whatever it is and it's like you can use it and the more you grow the better you get at that those things where in the beginning then yeah your testimony is kind of all you got going mm-hmm. on and you're not quoting much scripture but here's it's why i'm on heartstrings yeah here's why i follow mm-hmm. god you know and i think aspects of both of those things are, are super important and some might be more important to like for example jake you might really care more about the um the evidence side of Christianity, for example. So I would approach maybe my conversations with you a little more differently than Jared, let's say, who is more, cares more maybe about the emotion, the more like, um, what has this done in your life specifically? You know what I mean? Experiential stuff. Which is important because you think about like today, one of the biggest selling points for most companies are like their reviews, right? Mm -hmm. They want to hear other people that had experiences with this company, with this business, with this. And was it good or was it bad? I still think that's really important, even though a lot of us have, and you're absolutely right though, different conversations, you know, come with different approaches, but I still want to make sure that we understand how important like our experiences are because people are going to, why do you do it? Why do you follow, you know? Oh, What has he done for you? And yeah, well, I? and like, and it's, 
I th- it's so important they said you know good and bad like not sugarcoating things just for the sake of <laughs> really yes. like trying to get people in like oh no every my life is great every, phenomenal yeah if you follow jesus everything is gonna yeah. be great you know but making it realistic for people like you know what things like i've had maybe um a couple like bad experiences mm-hmm. with church or with other christians like you know that's realistic very real (laughs) but at the end of it all it's not about that at the end of the day it's ultimately about who um god is and who jesus is and our Mm -hmm. relationship with him it's Mm -hmm. not about these other the other things around are important and can uplift or you know can damper your relationship with christ um but at the end of the day those aren't the important things yeah absolutely and uh i guess as we carry on to this next part but church why is church important we always i feel like we're more always clowning on what we don't like but also talking about its importance we're not clowning in like a negative way just i think things in ways it could be better right um Mm -hmm. but let's talk about why it's important because i think we all believe that it is important we just in our heads it seems we we want it to just be better and we want it to just be something that um, what I believe get back to what its original intent was, right? So why do you, how does that sound? What does that look like in your head? For me, the first thing I think of and what church means, why church means the most to me is the community aspect. Yeah. I definitely, especially throughout college um, years ago, would not have been a Christian or as at least as strong of a Christian mm-hmm. if I hadn't had the people around me who kept me accountable yeah. and who I learned from, you know, got to see their own experiences, like you were saying with Jake, seen other people's experiences in their own lives mm-hmm. with God in their relationship. Um, but just having people around you who believe the same thing that you do and, and can encourage you mm-hmm. when you're wrestling with doubt or insecurities or just uncertainties mm-hmm. about your faith. Um for me, I couldn't, I wouldn't be a Christian if it weren't for the community. Yeah, and I think church does a good job of that sometimes. But I think where um, we need to get back to the original intent with that is you're 100% right. That's why church is so important. But this idea of people from all types of different places, right? We're coming to the church being saved. And by the church, I mean they were just accepting the gospel and then meeting in these homes gatherings. And you just kind of had a slew of people who were, I uh, oh, I just actually left this religion where I worship this Amazon woman god. And this person's like, well, I didn't believe in any gods at all. And I was kind of like a drunk and I still kind of am. And But here I am because I accepted the gospel. And whereas that's how it started. That's how that community started. So yeah, you're right. Where it's just all these, it started with all these different experiences and all these um, different mindsets, but all focused on one thing, and that's the beauty of it. And that's why I believe, yes, church is so important. I think we can do a better job to get back to that, like more yes. of a difference in backgrounds and whatnot. Yeah, I think we could do better at doing that. But yeah, church is great because you it, it re- like Christ alone is the focus, and once we can see that. Kind of nothing else matters after that. But yeah, you can learn from other people. You can teach other people and you get these difference in experiences. And that's a beautiful part of life because you get to see God working in their life and vice versa, you know? And it's when, because there's a period of time where just trying to figure out Christianity on your own (laughs) is so, it's, it's really can be impossible. Um, feeling at times and it's you know there's you have so many questions especially if you're a new christian or even if you've been in the church for a long time and you're starting to question things Mm -hmm. if if you have questions or you're going through um, something difficult or you're just trying to learn more like having it's so important to have people who can have conversations and talk to about it. (laughs) Otherwise you're just going to drive yourself crazy thinking about these really heady concepts. I can't tell you how many times I've had to like call Dylan or even Jared or Joey or something like that. And be like, 
dude, I can't figure this out. What is happening? Why is this like this? Why did we do this? And we just have like conversations upon conversations. And like, those are like really the things that end up shaping the way that you look at Jesus, the way you Mm -hmm. look at God. I think most of us can attest that it's the community, it's the conversations and it's the hanging out. It's that thing that really shapes our faith more than listening to a message, right? Messages like usually mm-hmm. we're trying to, we might get some points and maybe like a good main point to think about, mm-hmm. but for the most part, and just being honest, for a lot of people, it's in one ear, out the other. You, If you ask a lot of people what their church talked about on Sunday, most would be like, mm, I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have notes though. But it's conversations like this or with your peers and with other believers that really end up making you think, you know? Well, it's, it's that so processing. Important. Yeah, it's exactly. so important. Yeah, it's just that raw, honest conversation yes. where you it makes you think it's the same thing um in training in job training or in school whatever education you could be talked out all day but Mm -hmm. until you got in there you you really get to see oh that's what this is about you know so you could talk to me all day i'm going to retain five percent of the information that you spoke to me about the rest i'm not gonna know what's going on and that's Mm. me trying to remember you know i I could sit there okay i need to listen to this for two hours i'm probably seriously going to retain five to ten percent yes and the rest is going to be just kind of static when you think about like just the dynamics of it if you go to a church on any given sunday i'm going to spend 45 minutes hearing what's on your heart when i'm my heart is in a whole different place and i need answers for things that have nothing to do with you're talking about right but you go into a smaller group and you're in that community with your friends now i can we can talk about like hey this is what's on my heart and i need help with it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah that's really important to kind of be able to let your heart speak as well yes and then the dissection process of just the bible of pains of relationships of whatever else may be going on that's yeah that's when you really get into it and you become stronger come wiser and you come uh stronger in your faith what you guys are talking about it's it makes me think of that's what the early church was like people gathering in your homes like you were saying dylan and coming from all these different experiences and walks of life and having trying to dissect like Mm -hmm. you know what the what like Paul's letters, like what he's saying and trying to understand who Jesus was. Well, Paul's letters are written because the church was wilding out, dude. Like they (laughs) didn't know exactly what to do. Exactly. And they're just a little bit wild and they're coming from different backgrounds (laughs) and getting it not how it was intended. And so he's like, well, I got to sit down and write these churches Mm -hmm. because it's not going out. I'm sorry to cut you off. but No, exactly. And that's, and it's so... It's interesting that the, you know, the very early church, like the, tr- the whole process of trying to figure it out and getting it wrong and having to be corrected and rebuked and then still trying to figure it out and meeting in, in smaller groups. And it's just seeing that transition through history into, into what it's become today, but turning more so into, I don't know, the way I picture is like people are so excited about this good news. They're, you know, you start preaching it to to like multiple people into crowds and that turns into more of what we see with like traditional i see that turns like traditional church settings mm-hmm. where you have like um like in catholic church for example you have like a priest who's speaking to like a mass or a congregation and then you start turning church into okay there's a speaker and then there's a message presented to a crowd of people mm-hmm. like see that transition is just interesting for me to think about like how it got to where it is today mm-hmm. and not sent not to you know trash on the model of what churches take because i think mm-hmm. there still are important things when mm-hmm. you are listening to a message and someone is you know speaking the bible and teaching you mm-hmm. i think that's so important but that but that transition is interesting like how that happened yeah i think i think what happens to it because i really believe in the church at, as a whole like at large everywhere different models of it of course but Um, You see Jesus's life where he modeled it perfectly, where there was times where he spoke to masses. And then there are times where those people would follow him for a little bit, but then he'd kind of lay out what it really meant to follow Christ, like past that message, past that um, Sermon on the Mount type stuff, you know? Like the one event. Yeah. Yeah. And then he laid that out. So he, he, he talked about both. 
And then really the people who wanted to truly follow would stick around. And it turns out there was 12 of them. <laughs> and so they followed him everywhere. But I think um, church, however it's modeled, can be great. But we must talk about what it really means to be a church, you know? Because, yes, you want church to be for people who uh, may be coming to faith for the first time. You know, there's that growing process. But just like Paul, like with the church, that when it was starting, he was loving but correcting and he knew how to balance that. But with people who were being hypocritical, he was pretty harsh on it. Like, you're saying this and you're saying you're all and you're saying you're for the faith. Like, basically what I'm seeing is like these more experienced people. Of course, there's a little bit more weight on that shoulder if something were to go wrong within the church, because like we know better, like we know better than this. So church should be, yes, for the people who are new, but also for people who are growing and who are learning and who want to move forward and who want to be edified and built up. So yeah, I think Jesus just modeled it perfectly. And that's why I think church is important because it gives a place for people to come who are new and then it also gives a place for people to um, grow and learn, especially like we've all been talking about in those smaller situations. We're talking, so we're talking about the church as a service. I'm just talking about church and like, like, are you talking about the body of believers? Or yeah, are you talking like about both, Sunday? Like both kind of. Okay. Mm. Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. That the distinction, because initially when you very first posed the question, the, I said community because I was taking it more in vain of um, a body of believers. Right. And then when we started talking about it more as in like the gatherings, that more of the service itself, like the act of church, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's interesting that there's these two different yeah. connotations. Like, <clears throat> I, um, I'm i like a little bit different than Dylan on this where I'm not a huge fan of the event, the church events. Um, just because I, I think at times they do more damage than good (laughs) teaching kind of what we're talking about earlier where it's like wait that's not exactly how it don't paint it that way because it's not necessarily that way you know but i do think on the flip side of that like the church as an establishment as a building right it is important because there's people that find themselves in a hopeless situation they're like dude i don't know what to do who to turn to but i know there's a place right here who say they love people and say that they love god I'm going to go check that out. Who show it. Who show it, right? I'm going to go there. And so if that, even if that were to be the case for one person, it's worth it, right? Hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why as much as I'm with Dylan where I'm like, yeah, there can be a lot of change and it can be done so much better. It's very important because people are have a place where if they don't know where else to go, they're going to go there. And then we go back to our original conversation where then it's on you, me, and everybody in that place to be welcoming, say, yes, come in, share your heart, spill it all out. We're ready for you. You know, we're here for you. What do you need? That to me is like, that's the one, two punch, dude. That's mm-hmm. like, this is my spot, you know? Yeah, These are exactly. My <clears throat> and in uh, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan, he says this, but I think he could also to apply to other ways. But he says, right, if daily passionate prayer isn't, essent- isn't an essential in your church, then your church isn't essential. I think the same thing could be said for... Like if daily acts of love towards like the people around you as Christians, like isn't essential in your life, then are you really essential, right? Because churches everywhere were kind of uh, put on blast. And I think rightly so at times, because if you're not doing anything to help people around you, right? If you're not, yeah, then are you really an essential to that community? Right. Well, it's like, it's like if Jesus were to be like, it's the same thing. It's like, uh, uh, if Jesus were to look at us and be like, well, you're not one of mine. Like <laughs> you don't do anything that I've said to do. Yeah. Or I told and you, he's I told you to say, do. Like, people, people are going to come to him saying, That's we've prophesied in your name. Like he's we've like, called on you. We've done this in your name. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know you. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And that's the Christian. I, yeah, I guess this is the right episode for that. The Christian should be thinking in those terms of like, if I know God, it's like it's like if you okay. Here we go. Ready for my analogy? Lay it on us, brother. Okay. It's like you believe in lava, correct? <laughs> <laughs> this is already getting off to a good no, start. Listen, you believe I, in I'm lava. tracking with you. Okay, yeah, you believe I like in lava. This. Let's say you didn't believe in lava, so you put your foot on it. Uh huh. 
you're going to believe in lava after that. <laughs> and then every time you see lava, you're going to make choices knowing that I know how this works. I'm not going near that. <laughs> okay. When you become a Christian, follow me. When you become a Christian, I believe in the power of God. Therefore, I'm going to make choices that align with that being true. Mm -hmm. Right? In the same way you're going to avoid lava, the same way you're going to follow Jesus because I believe that's true. Mm -hmm. If you believe that's true, then the way you love should be different. You should love different than the rest of the world. Yeah. You should be more generous than the rest of the world. You should be more giving of yourself, self-sacrificial. Those things should be, if you actually believe that to be true, mm -hmm. you should be living in that way. And my point <laughs> in all of that is if Jesus were to be in this moment right now and look at the church in America, the body of believers in America would that would do we live as though that is actually true and i think and i'm worried that a lot of it would be uh i don't know you mm -hmm. you know yeah that's and more fear. and more importantly is um just this are we doing it oh yeah because of course. i yeah we could talk about every other church in the world but it's like are we doing it I, that's what i'm more or less i'm not worried about that but I am going to make sure that I make decisions based on the lava being there. <laughs> I know it's hot. I'm not going over there. And so I think, uh, dude, Jared is so spaced out. Jerry, where I'm are you, I'm tired today. I'm listening. I know, but you're just looking like this. Are you being fed? <laughs> By you. That's true. Fair. <laughs> and so, okay, let's talk about this. This is being a Christian, right? When a lot, of, I think a lot of people, when they first come to it, or maybe they ask questions, they say, is my life going to be better <laughs> type of thing? Or they go in believing like, oh, I'm saved. And it might be genuine because sometimes people just don't understand. And that's true. And it's like a genuine, they accept Jesus and the Lord and the Savior, but they're expecting, oh, it's going to be rainbows now because the God of the universe is here with me. <laughs> and that's not necessarily true no. because, I mean, there's so many different factors to that. Um, there's other human beings in this world whom we all have friends, we all have relationships or possible relationships, and people are going to kind of annoy you from time to time, and people are going to hurt you from time to time. And so I think that just first and foremost is just the fact that there are other human beings that we're in community with or that are, are in our proximity are going to do some messed up things sometimes, as well as we're going to do some messed up things but that alone should be enough to be able to tell somebody, hey, even though I'm walking in this, I know I could get sideswiped, mm -hmm. like at any moment. You know, I know I'm walking through this, but at any moment, um, my you, somebody could be in a relationship for three years and all of a sudden they're just gone, you know, or maybe it's mm -hmm. 20 year marriage and then all of a sudden they're just gone. You know, people do these things and it's such an age old thing, hurting people hurt people, right? Right. And... So that alone should let you know, hey, God is above it all, yes, but he's not dictating and playing this puppet, controlling every human being on the world to make sure everything aligns and everything's good. Exactly. And I think that's it's one of the gifts God has given us is the gift of free will and people mm -hmm. having the ability to make their own choices and decisions. But in that is also the danger of, of making the wrong choices and decisions mm -hmm. and of sin and... um it's so important to, to keep that in mind. Like you were saying, like, that's such a, a perfect picture of it. Like God isn't up there puppeteering, pulling the strings. Like, and it's, I, this is probably, that conversation is probably a topic for a different podcast. <laughs> but this idea of free will and of being able to to live your life in, in how you want to do it. Um, and I think it is a beautiful thing that God allows us that and says, you know what? You have the ability to choose me and to follow me. Um, he doesn't, nowhere in the Bible does it promise. And I think that's what we can tell people too. Nowhere in the Bible does it promise that it's, the road will be perfect. Easy. Exactly. It'll easy. be narrow. It's going to be a little tough. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Jesus had nowhere to lay his head. And he's like, are you sure you guys want to follow me? Yeah. Some dude wanted to bury his, or his dad hadn't even died yet. And he's like, I don't want to follow you because I need to be here to, bury my father and he's like let the dead bury the dead dude the only promise is that it's like not going to be easy <laughs> you know but it's also like you have to ask yourself what do you mean by better like what do you mean is my life going to be better like are bad things going to stop happening to you no mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. ever going to happen mm -hmm. 
can you deal with those things differently yes yes and it's like oh where are you at right now it's like my life sucks okay so it's probably going to be better you know <laughs> make a change it's probably going to be a little bit better mm-hmm. is it going to be great probably not or maybe it will mm-hmm. i don't know but that's not the promise the promise is that when it gets hard um it's like when the three guys get thrown into the fire it's like he's in the fire with you mm-hmm. and when that thing does happen to you god is pulling you through it and god is next to you in it and he's giving you comfort while it happens mm-hmm. not so much pulling you away from bad things happening if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah, I think it you just I mean? adds, no, it, I, I get you 100%. It just adds that perspective that is beyond your circumstance. Yeah. Your your attitude, your mm-hmm. uh, emotions, your thoughts are not just circumstantial. You're able to separate it and be like, okay, there's something at the end of this. There's something that's going to get me past this. Um, there's going to be light on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. And I think when and when people understand that, I think you come to a place of faith that's very um, honest and that's very um, kind of able to say, dude, life sucks right now. And I'm okay saying that because I know something's going to come out of the other side of this. Mm-hmm. And once you go through things in life, like actual things that are really heart-wrenching, um, you come out such a better person. Like you come out a little bit wiser, um, a little bit stronger, a more little humble. more humble. That's uh, and sometimes you don't. Mm. Some like if you if you handle it appropriately and really try to learn something. But yeah, you come out uh, with humility, and you kind of just set yourself up on a path for something better every time. Okay. So yeah, I don't think this idea of yeah life's gonna get better or life's gonna be perfect matching up the sequence gonna is gonna line up every single time but uh there's something at the end of it mm-hmm. anything else to say on that little subject what do you got jerry i have nothing to add <laughs> <laughs> if i have nothing to say i was not gonna say anything. <laughs> no, that's good that's actually better jerry you're a sleepy boy it's already been covered <laughs> got nothing we to did add. cover that one we did kaylee's handled it yeah and i think it um in Revelations 21, 4, this is just a verse I want to share. It says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And I think that's such a foundational truth um, just to Christianity and to who Jesus is. It's like, man, I can't wait to get to that spot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a hope to hold on to. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. I want to be but, there. Well, that's a reality. It's like one day that's going to be what's real for you. Yeah. I promise, you know. Yes. And that, That's prom- pretty wild. that prom- yes, that promise is beautiful. Mm-hmm. No more pain, no sorrow, um, sickness, any of that. That mm-hmm. is, it's something that we are all striving towards all day long. How can we cure this disease? How can we help these people? Mm-hmm. How can I yeah. do this? How can I do that? And at the end of it all, God's going to come and bring the judgment, which is just justice, really. And he's going to um, wipe every tear wipe everything all the pain and you could breathe freely you know whereas living here on earth is really just kind of seeing things through some foggy glasses all the time or foggy goggles all the time and he's just going to come and clear that all away and you could breathe easy so then it's like you say that and i think going back to like what are the benefits of it i just feel like i always say it's like if death is the worst case scenario for a human right death you know what i mean mm-hmm. like once that happens, your tears are wiped, everything mm-hmm. your pain is gone, and God yeah. promises like eternal life. So it's like even the worst case scenario isn't bad, you know. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's it's a beautiful promise. It really is. Death has lost its sting. Yeah. That's yeah. one of my I think and that's something that's so hard, I think, for us to to grasp and to conceptualize because we don't know anybody who has died and can tell us what it's like. Yeah. So I think the fear of death in of itself is is really scary because nobody alive mm-hmm. knows what what it's like and and what heaven is truly like we can we only have um we have these descriptions in the bible and in this these um images that are painted of of how glorious and how amazing it's going to be um and how awesome is it that 
that is what we have to look forward to. Like you were saying earlier, that <laughs> at the end of this crazy race, it's mm -hmm. however scared we might be of that unknown, there's something so much greater. And I think that's what makes it worth it is, is that hope that Jesus does give us. To it's hold a on beautiful to. thing, dude. Oh, yeah. You get kind of hyphy. Like, I'm kind of ready to get <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I haven't heard that word in a long time. Like, I want to dance. You know what I mean? Zero. This beat is automatic, automatic supersonic, hypnotic, Jerry, funky, fresh. I can feel you staring and, like, I need you to wake up. That was fun, and you weren't even in on it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> can you swap with Ben? Okay. Please. Uh? <laughs> Tag you in. <laughs> what about um? Oh, yeah, home stretch. Um, we'll end with this one. What's the importance, or why should we serve in church? Because I mm. think it's important. Yes, I and more, too. and more important. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, agree, and uh, more importantly, um, like serving alongside one another, even mm. if it's outside of the church building, you know, but. I think church that whenever your services, people do services all the time now, like on a Sunday or Thursday, or Saturday, whatever. I think that's kind of the base. But then outside of that is, okay, let's do something a little bit more. I think, I think when I had, not me, when my wife had our child, it gave me the same, like the same thought of this, because when you have a child, you, you, put yourself to the side for a majority of the time and it's okay how can i make sure like all of a sudden you're like oh i don't need these shoes anymore like i just what, are you good like i don't care uh -huh. what else like are you, are you good uh -huh. and there's something about serving that puts yourself to the side for a little bit that's uh -huh. like i want to do this for the lord and i want to do this with people that i like and i don't need uh -huh. to be i could be doing anything else right now i could be at the wherever uh -huh. and i'm choosing to do this because it's not about me right now and that's a very freeing thing as much as you might think it's like a taxing thing, which it, I mean, if not done in a healthy way, it can be, but yes, but it's a very freeing thing to do that and to put other people above yourself with other people. Mm -hmm. That's a really good thing. It's probably one of the greatest rewards I feel yeah. every single time. And we've said it a million times, but when you show up and do it, even when you're tired and you're hanging out with people and you're waving signs around or just hang, yeah. setting stuff up all there's always people there jake's one where he could crack jokes just the whole time <laughs> and it just turns into this like fun experience and you have uh jeremy who's just there and he's a master at making fun of himself like that's what he's good at and so you have that there and it's just like Oh no, Jeremy! Uh, we actually needed a cable this way. He's like, "Yeah, sorry, I'm just so dumb." It's <laughs> like, "No, you're not." But I know he's joking, and so it's these moments like that, and it's moments where, when um, we're setting up with Ben, and it's something so minute, or something that we just barely missed, and then it like clicks in our head, and we're like, "Ah, shoot." <laughs> Like, we're dumb, dude. How did we miss yes. that? But it's fun because you're together with people and you're doing it for one united cause. It's so fun that you do all of that. All of that happens and then somebody shows up and you realize in five months later, they don't drink anymore. Like they've been, they're sober now because of, you know, this being possible, because of this church mm -hmm. being possible. We see a marriage restored mm -hmm. all while we're having a blast and we're goofing off and having a good time. But yet these are the byproducts of what God is doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if there's like what's bad about that you know what I mean? like what is it's an amazing thing and it's like you think of it it's an honor to be able to do that mm -hmm. and to be able to be a part of that for what someone can look back and be like these people showed me gave me an idea of who god was and then god revealed himself to me because mm -hmm. of these people being willing to set up something that i could come to mm -hmm. it's a great thing yeah and it kind of goes back to that community aspect of things which we talked about earlier that's what that is mm-hmm Serving together is the best way to build friendships, dude. Yeah. It is the best way because you said it perfectly, Jake. You're putting yourself aside for a moment in time. And so, uh, like, ultimately in relationships, if you both have people who are putting themselves aside, it's that's pretty cool. That's a pretty good relationship right there, you know, because they're going to they're gonna put themselves aside to fit this need and you're going to put yourself aside to fit their need like that stuff and so when you're building that with a group of people it's great you know and 
And when people come in, yes, it's just this united front of, hey, we're laying down our life. We're not going to worry about what we got going on because I want to worry about what you got going on. And that's the life of the Christian is mm -hmm. I'm going to put all the things I want to the side and ask God to tell me what I want and to follow him. Mm -hmm. And then he brings you into these places and he's like, this is what I want. I want mm -hmm. people, I want marriages restored. I want addictions broken. I want these things mm -hmm. and I want to use you to do it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, but I want to go do this, this, and this. And he's like, oh my gosh. You <laughs> we, know? For, we forget so easily how powerful and how life-changing God is. Right. But it's because we put focus on ourselves instead of mm -hmm. God being, instead of letting God take us where he wants to take us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's what's cool. It's like uh, service is so revealing when it comes to like in individual circumstances. So it shows you so much of like who you are and what you're really about. Um, and it really opens up a lot of different things. So like, I think I know for a while, I remember I was telling Trevor that I was like, dude, I'm like, I don't want to go to Ave youth at all. Like I just don't have the energy in me. And it's like, I'm so like strained for time. Like I barely have a free time as is. And I'm like, I'm already doing that. But what kept me coming back every single time, day after day and week after week was like, Every single time I was going there, I was talking to a kid mm -hmm. and I would, or it's been a kid who hadn't been there in a while. And he's like, dude, like I came back and I've been here in a while. I was like, I was hoping you were still here. And I was like, shoot, dude, just being able to kind of connect with uh, some of these, you know, students and being able to kind of talk with them. But also when you've been able to sit there and pray for somebody or be able to come back, but Hey, like you really helped me out during that time. And like we had already said in the conversation, um, being able to put somebody else first above yourself and then seeing how that prioritization of them being first instead of you has made a difference and impact in their life for the better. It's, it's so great. And then it just shows you, like I said, it shows you who you are, what you care about. Um, and that's, that's worth it. it. It's almost like a, it almost seems like it's too good to be true. Like it seems selfish, but you're mm -hmm. actually helping out others. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, making great friendships. I mean, I know me and Alex became really, really good friends because we were already hanging out with the same people, but then being an Av youth together and then just kind of going through, you know, what 22, 23 year old guys kind of go through and then also serving in ministry and trying to be better. It was it's awesome. It's mm -hmm. awesome to see all the friends I've been able to make from uh, from ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, oh, it was just, I think, going back to, to why it's important, and I think it's so evidenced by everything you guys are saying, is what are the two commandments that God gives us? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Like, those are the two most important things and aspects to being a Christian. Mm -hmm. And how telling is it that the second one besides love god is is not do x or you need to be y or mm -hmm. things have to look a certain way but it's just to love other people and serve mm -hmm. them and put them before yourself mm -hmm. and i think it's so the impact of that is so evidenced by everything you guys are saying like it it builds relationships and it fixes broken ones and, and mm -hmm. broken things in our lives and you know it um it helps people and really gives I think at the end of it, it gives a it gives people a picture of who Jesus really is. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. when we serve other people, we're showing them a, a glimpse, a, fl a flawed mm -hmm. glimpse, but a glimpse mm -hmm. of who Jesus is and His love for us. Mm -hmm. And just in that, with um, doing it with people, with groups of people, right? Is uh, when tough things happen, when the heartbreaks happen, when the deaths happen. Um, I don't want to be alone in that, you know? Yeah. I, when those things have happened in my life where I've just gotten myself into a terrible pit, man, if I would have been alone with, or even just with people who maybe weren't of faith who were just kind of like, oh, well, you just got to pick yourself back up and hopefully it gets better. Mm -hmm. That's kind of sucks. Yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> that kind of sucks. And But you have people who are around you. And when you go through those things, would you rather have somebody who doesn't have that experience or maybe doesn't have a hopeful side at the end of it? Or would you rather go through it with somebody who's been through that experience? Because we're talking diversity, right? Adds those different experiences. That's what church should hopefully do. Um, but it's also somebody who's gotten through it and can help steward you and could help push you mm -hmm. along rather than yeah. you f feeling so alone. Because when, when we're doing, uh, when we're in shame, when we're in depression, when we're in, um, 
whatever it may be that's holding us back, we always feel alone. You know, that's the number one thing that like Satan wants us to feel like, yep, you're the only one going through anything ever. Mm-hmm. What you're going through right now, yeah, you are alone in this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pointless to talk to somebody. They wouldn't understand you. They'd actually probably think you're weird. And that's not true. And that's why it's so important to just have those, like we talked about earlier, those raw, honest, and open conversations. Because if you are trained in that way, when you do hit those low points, because your routine, you're trained already in having those conversations, it's not as hard to share the low parts of life because, well, we're consistently doing this, mm-hmm. you know, we're consistently talking about these things and maybe sometimes things aren't always bad and you're having a good time, but you're consistently talking mm-hmm. and consistently having open conversations. That's a, just a great point, but because going back to the church when it was first founded or whatever you call it, uh, it would, they met daily, you know, mm-hmm. these body believers were meeting daily and having these conversations and now most of us like can't meet every day because we have things but we all have text and we all have phones and we can be in these group chats and you there's ways to make that a thing and to be mm-hmm. in that constant community mm-hmm. with people and going back to your point of being in a place of hopelessness and having people that also are holding on to the same promise that you are that can remind you like no no no, here's where we're going mm-hmm. we're all good here's where we're going and i'm with mm-hmm. you we're, and right next to you as opposed to you just go to the bars, just drink, it's just get over it. Yeah. Like that's not helpful. It's like you need somebody that's like running the race with you that's gonna put you on their shoulders and walk for a little bit until your legs rest. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's so, so, so important. hmm And so I think just at the end of it all, it's we have to realize and understand. Um, this has kind of been the theme, I feel, for past month to for just this year probably is take a step out. Like, take a step out and walk in that faith. Serve at your local church, wherever it is. Um, Find somebody, find a group of people that, hey, we're going to get together and talk about these things. Or we're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about the realness of life. I promise you, in doing so, you will be living out an active faith and therefore seeing the fruits of that in your own life, in your life, your relationships with people. It kind of just starts with us and then just taking those steps of faith. And then it kind of floods into every aspect of life. And so if you're listening, please, I implore you more than anything, study the scriptures, do all those things. Yes, but be around people. Right. Have those conversations. Have, be open, be honest, be light, be yeah. fun. Do it like... Uh, Everything. I could call Jake or Kaylise or Jared or Ben. I could call any of you guys at any time and drop the heaviest news or just call to say, hey, I hate you. JK, love you. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Something silly. You know, and you never know what it's going to be with me either. <laughs> but you know I'm not going to text you back. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> no, I make sure you text me back. That's what I, I always text you. Hey, he text me back. He gets mad at me. Yeah, because, dude, you need to text people back. You need to do... You're talking about it, and here you are, not texting people back. No, I don't have to. This is who I am. This is how I'll always be. That's a good mentality right (laughs) there. I know, I know. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) I just read a text right now, and I know I'm going to forget to text back right now. Dude, you could pin messages on iPhone now. Come on, bro. But anyways... Sorry. I think that's all I had to say on that subject. <laughs> no, that was all we, good. This yeah. has been good. Yeah. I think it's been helpful. I think it's been helpful. So, yes, please get out. Get off the couch. You don't have to watch Netflix one night of the week or something. <laughs> one morning of the week. Like, it's okay. Or just text somebody while you're watching. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come on. Make life, it happen. Life was never meant to be done Peter alone. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Peter go watch, Patter, go watch Netflix and text somebody and have a great conversation or FaceTime. The excuses are gone, honestly. They really are. <laughs> COVID kind of got rid of them, which yeah, is yeah. kind of crazy to think about because now it's we need to have meetings or we need to be here, but it's going to be online or going to be on mm-hmm. Zoom. Why can't you be there? Yeah. <laughs> dude, when I see a restaurant no that excuses. doesn't deliver, I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on. Like, there's no excuses. Get with the 7-Eleven times. figured it out. You need to figure it out. <laughs> dude, okay. How long in a quarantine were you before you realized 7-Eleven had that figured out? Uh, it wasn't very long. I never ordered from them, but I remember being like, what the heck? You can it's not on Postmates. It. Was it on Postmates? I yeah. saw it on Postmates. I was like, 
Who like, would order my... anything here, bro? Like, mm, oh yeah, I can see some who? Dude. Buffalo chicken roller. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, okay. One so night bad. I ordered a Twix and a Coke Icy. Wait, recently from Postmates, like a month or two into quarantine. Dude, you couldn't dude, like. I thought the guy I, was telling his friend, "Dude, I gotta pick something up for this twelve-year-old." <laughs> Hold on, he sees you fourteen-year-old playing like, Xbox. It's <laughs> a like grown man ordered this. <laughs> uh, it's leave at the door, bro. So I don't gotta worry oh, about that. That's nice, dude. <laughs> a Twix and a Coke Icy, dude. dude was yeah, it I'm still just, icy or was it, it melted? It was good. No, it was pretty good. <laughs> we should I, probably wrap this up. I enjoyed it. Let's order one right now. But hey. <laughs> When I did that, I had just gotten the unlimited membership because it's like, well, nobody's going anywhere. It was free delivery, <laughs> whatever it was. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I don't feel like driving there. So have some grace on me. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's where that was oh going. Gosh. I thought we had a story. Like, then the driver came to my door and we had a conversation. He's like, no. It's like, I want my Twix. No, I ended in just freaking sugar <laughs> i ended that night in sugar and woke up all my face was all greasy and, Ugh, okay. you look great and then you went to mcgill's got a coke <laughs> at 9 a.m but i will add though to kind of finish the conversation is moving from a house to an apartment i don't even like postmates anymore it's i gotta i have to get out of the comfort of my home to walk all the way downstairs oh I, i'd rather yeah. just go get it myself at this point <laughs> you're already or they car. call you with us because we have a gate yeah to our um like complex as well as to our building mm -hmm. so there's like two different gate codes oh. and then they're calling you trying to figure it out and i'm like oh man i put it in the instructions <laughs> did you read them and then at that point it's like it's kind of cold oh no <laughs> or when you think about this if you order from jack in the box if we're getting off on a tangent okay. here why do you why do you postmates things that have a drive-through why? <laughs> yes, because you don't want to get it yourself. Like go you just get said. it yourself. No, I would, I would come much on, rather dude. get it myself. Every it's time. a drive-through. You don't even have to get out of your car. No, I'm thinking more like late at night. Yeah, I pay thirty-five bucks for like a couple chicken strips. Like, dude, that's and then they come in soggy and like not down, dude. It doesn't work. Mm. It'll be an <laughs> there is an argument to be made. <laughs> what, what I will say is, when you post me something, like I know for sure they have the drink machine that has every type of drink. <laughs> So why, when you go and you're like, oh, no, no, I know they have all these. I know, I know what I got. It's like, how come you don't have the one drink that I want to get? Ooh, it's not a crazy Coke. one. Uh, no, that's even, that's more outlandish than oh. what I was even looking for. <laughs> Super <laughs> Diet Dr. Pepper. Couldn't get it. You drink Diet Dr. Pepper? I don't drink. I really don't that's drink like soda. Like, I drink, I drink a soda maybe once every two weeks, but I don't drink any soda. Really? Yeah. Because I am better than you. Every day. Today we'll have two sodas mm -hmm. that's you're, terrible you're a manimal sometimes i pair that with like a bang or something Ooh, now we're talking i had a coffee and a sugar-free red bull today nice so there i am how's your heart bud it's probably it's, fine. It's hurting yeah we should probably wrap i'm up just playing no but hey <laughs> kaylee thank you for being here love you love you guys jake love you jerry thanks for being here later world uh we love you guys subscribe on youtube leave a review on apple podcasts i still don't think you can leave a review on spotify so uh know. you cannot i tried to yeah. look the other day and i was like oh well, you can't yeah and mm. we're on just about anywhere you listen to a podcast so yeah what were you gonna say jake you march 7th march 7th is our next pop-up here's part mark your calendars thank you jake yes that's at 10 a.m easy money that's easy money easy we'll be there goofing off beforehand so you mm -hmm. can have a great time when you get there amen but that's been the Still Loading Podcast. Hopefully this meant something to you guys and just wasn't a bunch of hogwash. <laughs> hogwash. <laughs> Always hoping for that. Good morning, Jerry. We'll see you guys Great later. You. Good night. Good night. Good, e good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Okay, bye. Bye.